Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You now tune in for yet another exciting adventure with us here down in the basement on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. I hope you're comfortable staying out of the heat, ready to kick off your week uh, with a nice little podcast. This is one uh, we're talking about an artist that we, we celebrate, I think, his entire catalog here, talking about Cass McCombs. Uh, you heard about a project of his earlier this year uh, called Skifflin that we reviewed, a uh, great album. Uh, that he it wasn't an official Cass McCombs album, but it sounded a lot like Cass McCombs. So um, now he's back with an official project. It's called Mangy Love. It is out now. Came out on Friday. So Eduardo and I are going to be talking about that. Uh, we're also going to be looking into this little thing that popped up where uh, you know you guys know what leaks are and um, and you probably have benefited from them from time to time. Uh, if you're saying you don't, you not. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but at any rate, a track from the uh, Suicide Squad's soundtrack leaked ahead of schedule, and uh, it leaked, the uh, link at least was distributed around the uh, social news network, is that the right way to put it, uh, around Reddit? And uh, so Atlantic Records, who owned the track and the soundtrack, uh, basically requested the IP address of the individual who leaked that, so they could look into it and, and prosecute them, obviously, and Reddit said no, correctly said no. Um, this could open up a whole new thing, fun years worth of content to talk about, actually, uh, if it goes to court. Uh, so we're going to be getting into a little bit about that and the implications that has for uh, not just uh, music and music piracy, but your uh, internet habits going forward, what they track. Uh, and then we're going to finish it all off with a nice track from Snail Mail, a band from uh, Baltimore, a trio, pretty new to the scene. Uh, it's not keeping them from getting stuff like uh, the album of the day on Bandcamp or uh, winning fans all around here, including us. Got a killer new track from them. So that's your podcast uh, kicking off this week on this Monday. Uh, so if you're ready and you're comfortable and you have your beverage prepared, uh, I think here we go. This is episode number 213 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're reviewing the new album from Casper Combs, Main G Love. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up and get an That right there is a wonderful sandwich. Just joining a conversation, listener. So, so Eduardo, <laughs> I was looking around the internet the other day. Oh, were you? Yes, I was. Which which uh, internet was it? <laughs> which internet? Well, there are many internets. I'm told. Are there? Is there a dark web? Are you talking about the Tor Onion Network? Are you talking about Snowden yet, or possibly <clears throat> WikiLeaks, the service provider? Yeah, we do spend a lot of time on all of those. I'm a Tor guy myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not really. I know people are, but yeah, no. You know how I, I mean, bet is uh, your friend. Who was on the <laughs> Andres? <laughs> yes, Andres. I bet. I bet. You heard it here first, not, Andres. Not in, not in the bad way. I've watched uh, wh- whose movie is it? The Bill and Ted. Uh, Ted. Mm. Uh, what's his name? Damn it, Keanu Reeves. No, the other guy. The other... 
Shit. Uh, Keanu Reeves does not make documentaries. He does voice a fine cat in Keanu, which we have. Uh, he does. He yes. does. Yeah. That was uh, a joy no, to hear. No, not Keanu Reeves. Um, oh man, this is terrible. Uh, anyways, he made a good. Uh, he made a good film after Download made something about security, okay. and, and about the dart net and, and all that. And it was it was fascinating because it's you know you have the piracy uh, going through there, but you also had. Um, the uh, Silk Road stuff, so yes. you could get anything up to and including like children, sex slaves. I mean, it was yeah, it was vile. Well, there's and there was just a big Silk Road arrest locally here. Whoa, like, was there? Like, of, like, like last year of like of people of of people purchasing things on Silk Road. So I don't know if that means that it's been uh, infiltrated by uh, by covert types or. Uh, but but yeah, well they they of... busted the uh, Dread Pirate Roberts. He's yes, gone. That's, that's what this, right. that's what this that's movie right. was about. Okay, uh, and and so he's gone. But you know this this thing just keeps perpetrating. Yeah, which sort of gets into I guess this this news item that I was looking up. Um, you know we we were laughing at this the other week. Um, because, uh, I believe, who was it Atlantic? Um, who reported on it? Yes. Um, it's been. No, what was the label? Yes, it was Atlantic. Okay. Atlantic Records. Um, you guys knew Suicide Squad. Listen out there. You know that movie came out. You, you, you all went to some, see some it. Some of you might have, some of you might have, have seen it. Any <laughs> nice films ever again. Uh, but apparently there was a uh, soundtrack to that. Uh, I know because I got a lot of PR for it. Uh, 21 Pilots had a track called Heathens. That track leaked, I guess, about a week early, uh, mm-hmm. as stuff often does. But it, it was publicized on reddit it did not leak to reddit reddit does not host files much like the argument about torrent sites do not host anything they just provide access to something and someone on reddit posted a link to it somewhere so atlantic in their in their great wisdom and the uh the label that these people are on the subsidiary of that is actually called fueled by ramen who uh (laughs) i'm not sure if she works any uh more a fantastic photographer named amy used to be here works there so um and uh they got a little upset because this this Twenty One Pilot song is going to change the world. It and ruined their big moment. It ruined their big moment, and so they submitted to Reddit that that they wanted Reddit to provide them with the IP of the person who did this, so they could take action. Uh, when we read the story originally, I believe we just sort of laughed. <laughs> yeah. Now it's even better because Reddit was just. <laughs> The long and short of this is, is, is Reddit was like, eat a bag of dicks. Uh, and mm-hmm. But they had their legal team come down on the reasons why. Now, I don't think in the story I sent you originally had this, but on Ars Technica, we're looking at it. And basically they're saying, well, you didn't prove any that uh, that the person who you're saying leaked it like either worked for you or was paid by you. And that's what they were saying. Like technically, like without discovery, the only people who have this file is the people who made it. So that means Atlantic. That means Fueled right. by Ramen. That means 21 Pilots. Right. So it, it was the biggest like smackdown and is – such an, I mean, this is the one podcast where there are no lawyers on it, which is a shame. Uh, but on the surface, at least, it seems like this is just like going to be the perfect defense going forward for this stuff, even if deep in my heart, I know some responsibility should be taken for right. So, I so I think the question becomes what's your what's your individual responsibility if you're sharing information that leads to the 
uh, to criminal activity. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. And, right. And so I don't know if, um, and again, if there were lawyers here, maybe, you know, maybe they wouldn't want us to talk about it, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a first amendment issue. Um, I don't know if it, if it has to do with um, the statutes under which you might be prosecuted. But I think, but I think the main point is, is that that's such a, you know, that retort of like, to the extent that this file has been leaked, it is because someone who works for Atlantic yes. leaked it, not someone who worked yes. for Reddit, and therefore, yes. you know, we- no, nobody <laughs> broke in. And you know, I, I've <laughs> right. been watching. I've been watching season two of Mr. Robot. It's pretty elaborate. I'm not. And, I'm and not season, one, I haven't season, started it yet. season one yeah. was pretty elaborate. Yeah, and it's not like that. Yeah, like pe- <laughs> right. people. There, there were not uh, cyber ninjas or or the. Uh, what was, what's the Chinese mob, the Dark Army? Yeah. <laughs> like sneaking around Atlantic Records uh, trying to find this file and uh, and then just so they could free it <laughs> before the <laughs> release of this. <laughs> free it, and free it from context, by the way, because I'm sure if you hear it in context of the soundtrack, it's going to make a whole lot of difference. Yeah. Um, let the record show I've still not listened to it, but I've heard that the soundtrack is a hot mess and that all the, and that it's just a very forced kind of soft guardians thing that they're trying to do to have all these hit songs uh, used, which is, which is, you know, I mean, that's, that's, it's what the DC cinematic universe is. It's like, it's like the poor man's Marvel cinematic universe um, trying to do in one film, what Marvel takes five films to do. Uh, But, but I do think there is this, um, you know, this idea that, uh, there's a subset of people out there who are going to get their hands and disseminate whatever content you have um, whenever they can get it. And that might be before the official release date mm-hmm. for the movie. This happens to big movies. It happens to big albums. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, thankfully, I would say, many uh, illegal versions of the uh, original Car Seat Headrest um, album with the <laughs> yeah uh, they, but they've gone and they, i mean and that's brought up in this discussion like yeah, they, they it's in have, circulation they, they've actually gone and scrubbed that from the internet like as much as they can yeah and but here's the responsibility that people like what we do uh that it falls on us because to be clear and i've always said this the people leaking your files are the people you work with yeah they're the people who have access to it someone who doesn't have access to your files can't leak them <laughs> nope nobody is hacking look no first of all nobody's hacking into npr's like black box of songs right that's not happening right it's shit's like battlestar galactica it's like off a network <laughs> it's got the air gap it's like it's it's just not happening uh and so what's happening is you're either having somebody in your office who's like, yeah, this is cool. You have an irresponsible journalist sometimes that you really trust, which, again, these are leaking early. Yeah, right. That, I mean, I, I got that Car Seat Headrest album, uh, but within a week it had leaked. And yeah. I got and I know I got it early. Right. Uh, uh, you know, there's a uh, lead time up to these generally for um, – for web media, it's only like a week or two. We've pushed it now back to about a month or two uh, right. because we are upfront about what we're covering, and, and that's important. But for big publications, where, where you see this stuff first, Rolling Stone, Spin, right. Right. Pitchfork. Right. Um, you know, they get these things months in advance so they because they need to prepare. You can't write about something if you don't have the context. Of like, course, they're yeah. not going to do a story because here's the new song. But there are also the people that are so unreliable with this stuff, and I'd say responsible for ninety nine point nine percent of the leaks. Yeah, and that's and and if if watermarks really work, 
then it should be fairly easy to, you know, this yeah. is, you read about how like at a certain level, very classified information is printed uh, in hard copy with deliberate typos mm -hmm. so that if it leaks, you can sort of, you know, and someone has a master file of who got which typoed version. Yep. So if it makes it to the press, you know exactly who did it. If, if technology, you know, technology offers a solution here if you really want to go after the original leaker. But, but the ultimate tension is really about the, uh, the nature of the internet, mm -hmm. which is that, which is what's great and what's terrible about it. What's great about it is that it's this kind of radically egalitarian free place where a certain subset of people, given if they have the right technological skill set, can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, what's terrible about it is that you can't, you know, that means that uh, it becomes difficult to stop things like, you know, the alt-right Reddit groups <laughs> with their Hitler memes and, uh, you know, and the harassment of women on Twitter and all these things that have been fairly well established. Although I think Twitter could do something if they wanted to. They just don't want to. Right. Well, I mean, and all these people can do stuff if they want to. I mean, but that, that gets into like Reddit could very easily give up the IP of this person. Right. But but. At at that point, you lose all faith in an organization to protect your privacy, yeah. and privacy yeah. is a bit, and it's a weird conversation to have if you're talking about something essentially getting stolen mm -hmm. and uh, put out illicitly versus privacy. Most people would jump to be like, "Oh no, you see," but you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Absolutely, and and that happened, and if however that fell into that person's hand, uh, you know, w and we won't don't advocate like spreading stuff around that way, right? But it it happens, and uh, you know. I, and I would I will clarify I will back up on that statement. In 2016, we don't support that. In 2000, with Napster, it was essential. Mm -hmm. In fact, I've often said this: most of these indie bands that we have around now would not exist if it weren't for Napster, because a they got an education. Yeah, all the music that people couldn't buy. Yeah, all of a sudden it was there. B, like because everybody's vocabulary is so big now. Uh, this stuff that passes for good music, <laughs> yeah, like like gets out there, right? If you were really into music and you're roughly our age in 1999, yeah. you, you maybe had if you were an avid collector, you might have had 300 CDs, 400 CDs, yeah. something like yeah. that, right? Um, I had a couple binders full. I had a bunch of cassettes. I had, uh, but um, but when the internet made this possible, all of a sudden, you know, um, you're going from the amount of time it takes to physically uh, record a CD to cassette to being able to just have access to it. Yep. And, um, and I just don't see how, um, I don't see how, how streaming is possible without that. It's not. Um, right. I mean, I mean, that's the, um, and, and, and I think I, you know, for all the harm that streaming might do to individual artists, um, I think everyone would argue that, um, and we've had, we've had folks say uh, here in certain situations off mic, like they might not love streaming, but that if that, but that band on tour uh, will probably be streaming stuff off of Spotify. Yes. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, we have, cause it's just so fucking convenient. Why would you not? Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Why would um, you not? I mean, that's the thing. Nobody, uh, and uh, because at this point, I'm, I don't think you can, I think this is the yeah. delivery method, but uh, yeah, it's like, it, it is, the convenience is there. It's figuring out how to properly monetize it. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and and there there was a vacuum, and it pulled people in and said, yeah, well, we're not getting enough money. We can do this. We we've been over all of that, but you know what we're talking about this, and this is specifically leaks and going after the people who do them. Yeah, if uh, you know, people who grew up in this culture, the the fam- very famous uh, Emily White, the NPR thing, saying she mm-hmm. didn't buy stuff. Uh, our friend Brianna Younger right. is is younger. I mean, it is it is something that I actually don't relate to because like you said yeah, yeah. you had a, you had a, i had a 500 600 cd now we have like 1400 or something right you know cd collection <laughs> uh and i showed it off that was my th- that, that was your thing that was, that your was thing. right i, I have yeah. shelves i built them and, yep. I, and you walk in my house and there's a wall and it's like whoa look yeah. at all this music and uh, i worked and i paid for that right and the idea that somebody just wouldn't even consider that now is a little mind blowing, but at the same time, I greatly benefited from Napster. Yeah, right. Well, well, that's <laughs> just it. Like we might be a little bit too old to 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 take it as a given that um, we should be able to download whatever we want mm-hmm. instantly for free. But I definitely, you know, I did my fair share of torrenting and and playing around and and just and part of it was stuff that was out of print or stuff that I just didn't know. Um, I always use the. Uh, um, Stuff that I didn't know I would love, like the mm-hmm. like Creedence Clearwater Revival's entire discography, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I have which I have since paid for many times over, right, right. But but, uh, but if you hadn't got it that once, yep, exactly. Uh, and and so there weren't, I, there weren't people I knew walking around telling me that I should listen to CCR, right? So <laughs> which so, is which is maybe a reflection on me. <laughs> so 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 I guess I guess the question is is you know obviously when something like this happens. Somebody should – I believe somebody should be held accountable. Uh, it's clear that it's it's not the person who, like, posts a link on Reddit. Like right. That, you know, and, and that's what this was. It was yeah. a link. It wasn't, like, a link to a folder on their drive. It was a thing that was just out there, which and is it, why they got smacked down so hard. But who should record labels be going after uh, – Instead of like these individuals, I mean, you have the classic cases of the grandmother who didn't know. I mean, because yeah, this exactly. has brought up a new exactly. call of like, oh, fine, well, we're just going to work it so that the cable systems get penalized if they don't like track down and right. give up this. And, and like the end result of that for anybody who works for Comcast or anything is that people it, by the millions will stop using your service. Right. They will find people will find the service even if they don't steal. They will find the service that doesn't do that because it's an invasion of privacy. Right. And although I will say um, that it did work on me, the idea Mm -hmm. that the idea that my Internet service provider might be turning that information over was a significant deterrent for me. Let me ask you, did that that work on you? The fact that you you reached a station in life where it wasn't a concern? Um, Probably a little bit of both. Okay. Probably a little bit of both. Because, um, I, I mean, I, I support art. Like, it's very easy to go. Although, uh, uh, one of the biggest movie torrent sites, Kick-Ass Torrents, just got taken down. Uh, and uh, But I will support, like, films that I want to do. And I will, yeah. do, I will honestly do it now uh, on digital. We've talked about this. But by buying it. Right. You know. Which, right. which uh, a total aside, No Name Gypsy's album is out on Bandcamp for you to buy now. So if you're listening yeah. and you haven't done that, go I, out and do that. I saw that earlier today. I will be buying the shit out of that lossless. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. It, 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 we're still in that. Um, we talk about this a lot, I think, I think in the in the streaming wars. The idea that, like, we're, we're watching 
we're trying to gracefully preside over the end of an era, which is yep. the era when <laughs> record labels had a say in who got to release music right. and who we listened to, right? Yep. And they did that by collusion with radio stations and a bunch of other marketing outlets. We're reaching the end of that time frame, and and no one knows what's going to replace it exactly. Right. But but this gesture from Atlantic strikes me as like the exact wrong combination of <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yesterday's culture and today's digital privacy. Yeah. You know, um, it's sort of like the FBI's showdown with Apple, which is yeah. it just ends up being a lose lose. Yeah. For the for the aggressor, and it's a win win for Reddit, right? I mean, even if Reddit somehow were to, you know, if, if this were to be litigated and Reddit loses and they have to turn this over, they still did it against their will, right? Yeah. And they still took the correct stand for yeah. for user privacy. You have and, to, as a corporation, as yeah. a service a provider of any service. Absolutely. You can't, like, if people, if you're collecting data from people, you cannot put it up there and be like, anybody can have at it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the first thing that'll actually sync like a new app or, you know, every 18 months we have to go through like Facebook panic over (laughs) what Facebook is doing and that you don't have to, and that now they get to name their, your children or whatever. (laughs) But, uh, you post um, a privacy notice. (laughs) You don't post this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, um, so So, go Reddit though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Reddit, uh, you know, and Reddit's got its problems. (laughs) Reddit's got a lot of problems. Uh, and not as many as the Trump campaign, not as many as the Trump campaign. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, uh, yeah, I, I think they do good. They're, they're weird. I don't know if you remember dig and it'd be, yeah. it, it would have yeah, been yeah. interesting because on dig. So dig was a Reddit. You can upvote stuff and downvote stuff within a thread. There's, <laughs> it's like that no man's sky man it's like there's yeah. a quintillion yep. subreddits that you could do for whatever in. you're into for whatever literally whatever you're into but uh dig wasn't so much like that dig was it was more it was just like news stories yeah and so it was easier for the police but i guarantee you for at least an hour if this had happened when dig was around i mean dig's still around but it's once kevin rose left it was shit uh but the way it used to be <laughs> for at least an hour like this would have risen to the top. It would have been upvoted, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, as a thing, and and somebody would have had, somebody would have had the wherewithal to bury the lead, and be like some story about the Suicide Squad soundtrack, and be like, ooh, by the way, <laughs> here's a link to the file, and you know, right, that, that's right. that's how the internet works, and that's what people want. And to that point, maybe Atlantic, rather than looking at this as a negative, maybe take it as a uh, a learning experience, teachable moment. I mean, like, what do the people want? You know what the people... God help them, but what the people wanted was a 21 Pilots song. (laughs) Apparently. They really wanted a 21 Pilots song. Either that or they didn't want Atlantic to be able to decide when to release that, and they were just going to get it. No, I mean, there there is the anarchist subset of people that are like that. They're like... And uh, and that's called youth, and like yeah, and, right. and look, a, that's that's yeah. be, that's youth, that's yeah. anti-establishment, whatever. But but this was not that. <laughs> <laughs> this was people clamoring for that song. Yeah. So so to the gentleman who freed the uh, Twenty One Pilots, uh, kudos. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, you ready to talk about some Cass McCombs? Let's do it.
name of that track was Opposite House. That is uh, Cass McCombs. It's off his ninth album now. Uh, so tenth, many. Tenth, tenth if you count Skifflin. Right, right. Which wasn't really a Cass McCombs album. Uh, Mangy Love. Uh, so you heard it's a little more laid back, a little more 70s pop jazz feel. We came to, I think everybody that I know at least, came to Cass McCombs' music through uh, Wits End and County Line. Yep. Now, that track, much more than Father John Misty. Or, or anybody <laughs> uh, captured that that perfect like Laurel Canyon sound, yeah. that Laurel Canyon drift, that that malaise. That it was, it's it still remains uh, just one of the most monumental like sonic sculptures that I've heard uh, yeah. in, in easily the past ten years. Um, a little bit about McCombs. He is, uh, you know, has he's, he's sort of a nomad. He's been everywhere. He's Claims Baltimore is one of his homes. Uh, I think this one is, uh, we were talking off mic, uh, he spent some time out in L.A. with the Dead Crew, mm-hmm. Bob Weir and all them. Mm-hmm. He was on the Day of the Dead compilation. He, so. he was like almost co-MVP of that. Yeah. He was, he was on a lot of tracks. He was on he, a lot of did. tracks. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Along with Bonnie Prince Billy, who just yeah. managed to rock that. Thing yeah. Somehow. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. He, he, and, uh, and you know his his music. Uh, I, how would you describe it, Eduardo? Like, sort of. Uh, it's hard because uh, it doesn't stay in any one. You know, it does a lot of lit- different things. Literate Americana. I mean, yeah, is that like it's, it's the, definitely is he the rooted... Cormac McCarthy of of indie Americana, weird Americana. Yeah, well, he's definitely rooted in um, the idioms and and kind of moods of Americana, but but he, he's just as likely to like do a track with. Um, Mike Gordon from Fish, as yeah. he is to just do like radical, noisy, free jazz for <laughs> for a couple of minutes, um, and uh, or or radical like political stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah he wrote that whole song for was it Chester Manning? Is it? it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chelsea uh, Manning. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea Manning. Excuse me. Um, but and 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 he's not. He's he's a cagey sort. He's not a really good interview, from what I've been able to. Glean over except the years. for Chris Richards, yeah, right. Except for that's right. That's Washington right. Post. We'll put that in. Line. That's an amazing interview. It is. It is. Yeah. He he really he it's really one of those times. Candid. I said that about the uh, the Black Milk interview we just did with on uh, getting over with Marcus. It was Black Milk and Ab, and uh, at the tail end of that, I was just like, I'm glad you did that because I couldn't have done that. Yeah. Right. But Cass is you know not only this kind of difficult guy. He his albums don't really they don't lend themselves to neat thematic you know, uh, oh, this is his breakup album or this is his happy right, album or whatever. Right, right. And and he and, and when asked about it, he's he's very like he'll just say, like, well no, these are just a bunch of songs that were written and recorded at about the same time. They don't really tell any greater story. <laughs> which is which is why his albums can be a little bit of a challenge because they they, they cover so many different moods. Um, and they're not designed to tell a story. So, so these aren't like journey albums necessarily. They're, they're, they're more like or collections of they? songs. Uh, yeah, I'm on the wrong drugs. That's the question. <laughs> I was like, so, so this is, this is actually one of these lost podcasts. This is the one that we, uh, we, we, we lost to the, uh, digital gremlins. To the great gods. We didn't sacrifice enough. Uh, hey, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I think we both, we've had a few weeks now since we first listened to it. And we were saying at the time, a lot of our conversation around that, besides Carrie hating it, we'll, we'll go on record as that. And Carrie, if Carrie was on this podcast, <laughs> she'd say this is a pass for her. Yeah. Um, but we said what is required of a lot of this is, 
uh, a lyric sheet, quite honestly, yeah. to figure out what he's saying. Uh, on further, having spent more time with it, uh, maybe it was serendipitous that that we had this happen because I'm not sure it is, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's the meds working or <laughs> or the time of year or it's been we we've, we've been like sequestered indoors the 109 degree heat hiding from the sun yeah hiding from the sun but it, there's something about it in listening to it just today uh that touched on all these uh, i hesitate to say like an acid trip of an album but a heightened consciousness of what was going on even the songs that you don't like which i mean well, we we can talk about this like rancid yeah. girl yeah i still but, i still dislike but that. rancid girl is about when I listen to it today is, is about beating heroin addiction. And he's saying that this person is rancid because she got him back into it. And if you dig into the song a little bit, and this is just one yeah. interpretation. If you dig into the song a little bit, it's totally like putting the blame and the blame is on him, but you right. know, on the narrator, not Catherine Combs, but it's totally putting like the blame on this other person. And that's, and that's the only you know, he, he's taking the feelings of like kicking heroin, of, of of beating drug addiction and all this stuff, and then being sucked back into it onto this person. And it makes it a, for me, uh, one of the best tracks on the album. So we should fight now. Oof. Yeah. I think it is one of the worst tracks of the year. But to, t- <laughs> <laughs> but to talk about um, an example of, I think, how you can experience this album, um, the track right after that, Laughter is the Best Medicine. Uh-huh. Um, not only does it have just this killer, amazing groove um, and sense of melody, uh, having listened to a song a bunch a few weeks ago when we first recorded this and then not thought about it for a little while and then come back to it today, I'm, I was, uh, you know, the lyrics kind of cover a lot of ground and, and they talk about several different types of medicine. And I kind of found myself just, you know, with my mind just drifting a little bit and just thinking about all these uh, kind of bigger things about what is sure, you know, garlic, turmeric, chili, and lime, I think is one of the lines. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah that can be, that can be medicinal. Right. And so, yeah. And so without it's all homeopathic. Yeah. And, and, and while I'm like really enjoying the song, part of my brain is like thinking about, well, what is the nature of medicine? What's the nature of disease? What's the nature of yeah. health? Right. And it's, it's sort of, um, it, it, it it's very sneaky how it does that. I don't, I, I can't say that that was necessarily his intent, but, but, but he's talking about folk medicine, tantric medicine, uh, Chinese medicine. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it ends up being kind of a rumination on this theme. I, it's not a moment that I expected to have two weeks ago when we first <laughs> talked about this. Yeah. Um, but then this morning there I was in my, in my, in my mind, just in the space of that four and a half minute song just went somewhere totally different without me even realizing right. it. Right, which is, I think, not just where this album works, but I think this is that's how Cass Combs is a, yeah. in general works. You can there's a lot of his work that is not, um, even though he is a fan of and plays sort of to these idioms of what you think it should be. Yeah, certainly on the Day of the Dead. Right. I mean that. Right. Uh, certainly on Wit's End. Uh, even though there's a lot of stuff that, that gets a little weird in there, but certainly yeah, County Line. Yeah. Um, there's usually on his albums like two or three songs that are just straight. You, you, musically, you feel it. 
And then there's this weird meandering and weird vamps. Yeah. And and just you, you get put in the castle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a weird place to be because you have to decide to be down there because uh, I don't think anything in his catalog is easy music. No, it's not. In and, fact, which and, is which is which is weird because I don't think many people are making music like this that is can be so challenging, not just lyrically and philosophically, but musically. Like yeah, you really yeah. want to listen to a B minor vamped for like eight <laughs> minutes? Like what does that right. what what does that do to you? <laughs> and and what what like what physical effect does that have on you, the listener? Yeah, right. <laughs> As you well, get into it. Well, he's going to one of my favorite descriptions of um of uh Bob Dylan's live shows in the past, you know, decade or so is that Bob's going to give you whatever the hell he wants to and you're going to take it. There's no <laughs> right? He doesn't care if you like it, doesn't care if you recognize the song. Like he is he is he's going to play the show that he wants to play the way he wants to play it. That's that's more or less how Cast does albums. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's going to give you what he wants to. He doesn't really care if you're all that comfortable. Although I'll say that this album is not, um, it's not at all combative to me. There's a few moments that are a little bit off or that takes some getting used to, but, but on the whole, the album has a very nice, um, you already hearkened to the sort of Laurel Canyon vibe, but I was getting, you know, um, Carol King and, uh, Carly Simon and sort of Carpenters ish vibes. The, the base work on this is just phenomenal. Like, we there's, keep mentioning the dead, the dead. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, there's all these cool little guitar things. There's these little sort of like Bob Weir type like rhythm things that will just show up unexpectedly mm-hmm. on Opposite House. Just now you heard it um, on that outro. Uh, it's a really uh, instrumentally uh, accomplished album. The arrangements are great. It sounds fantastic. And for people who don't think that there's enough uh, for, or for people who don't know how to marry kind of groove and space with a modern sort of indie-ish aesthetic. Yeah. I think this album does that yeah. better than... And it fails at one point, really fails one point, which we're going to talk about. But we're going to talk yeah. about that after we hear a song. Uh, this is the this is actually the single, the latest single from this one. They just released a video, which we just watched. Uh, it's a little awkward down here. A little, 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 <laughs> little awkward. Uh, no pants were removed, though. So uh, <laughs> this is Cass McCombs' uh, Medusa's Outhouse. Season of the slug Crawling up the vines 
Medusa's Outhouse uh, from Cass McCombs' Mangy Love. That is, um, the video is now a little famous, although I, I think, I've said this often enough, uh, music writers need to understand hyperbole. It is not a sublime or anything look at the porn industry. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's some tits in it. <laughs> it, it. It covers, you know, we, <laughs> we live in an age when former porn stars have written really eloquent and uh, really insightful memoirs about what the business is like. Um, And we have Boogie Nights. We have all the, you know, it's, it's been, it's been done. So the the video might be an homage to Boogie Nights. A little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know that it necessarily breaks new ground. Um, I don't, it seems at times designed to titillate a little bit. Right. <laughs> um, but it falls into, it falls into the way I think Cass does this stuff though. And, and what yeah. he is feeling, you know, that, uh, like I was saying before, steers me towards thinking this is his LA album. Yeah. And talking about excess and talking about that stuff. And if it, I think it's very fair, like we can all be like, Oh, boogie nights, you know, PT Anderson did that. And, and you know, I'll, win some bet or something when P.T. Anderson directs his next video. Because, I mean, you know that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you know they're tight. That's, yeah. Um, and, you know, but there's, uh, we can't really say that just because we're aware of all that, that he, that it's not valid for him to experience this. Like, it's, sure, not, ex- sure. it's, not, it's not exploitative of the, uh, of the experience or of, of the revelation of the, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's actually what, McCombs is feeling right now and wants to say. And I think we're talking more about the hype um, and the way that oh, yeah. the media has treated uh, the music press has, has covered this uh, music video. There's a whole sort of weird sidebar about w- what, uh, what the role is of the music video today. And, and if, um, especially the way Kanye West used it, is it sort of just there to get you some mentions? Um, right. Uh, but I, but I do think there was some thought put into this into this video. Um, I don't. It's gorgeously shot. It is. It is. It's very. It's very. It's, it's artsy. Deaths. It's artsy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's artsy. Yes. Um, what? So I think before we broke, we were just about to talk about a song that may yeah. not work particularly well. So, so all the all these things we've been saying, and and this is this is actually where I think he. Uh, Tipped his tipped his hat, and, you know, showed me his hand here on this album. The the uh, the song um, "Run Sister Run." Yeah. Now we've we've mentioned he's hanging around Bob Weir. We've mentioned like the Dead influence and all this stuff. He's mentioned the Dead influence, and this mm-hmm. is and and the influence is not what you people listening might think if you are unfamiliar with any of this material. What what the Dead were was a pure like force of the American canon that mixed jazz, that mixed blues, and look, they didn't write their lyrics. 
Right. They brought in poets. Right. Like actual poets. I don't, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, to, to do this stuff. And, and you got, and, that, and what resulted was this canon of music. Anybody who is even remotely approaching doing this stuff, they'd be crazy not to want to jump into that pool. <laughs> but that being said, but out of that, and I'm blaming Bob Weir for this, came a whole lot of bad white boy reggae. Yeah. And uh, Run, Run Sister Run is that. Uh, you know, it's it's a welcome to the islands, man. Uh, if, you, if you really want to hear maybe like, I don't know, a Michael Franti trying to sound like <laughs> David Byrne, <laughs> that's unfortunately what you get from the track and i and i gather it's an important track for him lyrically that it's it's about uh it's about a a judge in new york yeah uh, yeah uh, who was maybe the first woman appointed to the federal bench or something mm-hmm. like that um it does not uh, sonically it does the, not the do message, the, the theme justice the message so. does not fit the sonic yeah. delivery message yeah. you know it it is much like um I would say walking on the moon, but not. <laughs> um, you can say that, but but it, it is much like a a Bob Weir song where you have these very deep, very philosophical thoughts uh, that came after years and years of drug abuse, mm-hmm. and the lyrics aren't that, but the music right. matched it. And so, right. what what those songs are, and uh, maybe we'll put a, like a little playlist in the show notes, yeah. of, like all all little the songs you should avoid, Bobby tunes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't avoid all Bobby tunes, yeah. but all all the all the hilariously bad <laughs> dead songs. <laughs> but but um, uh, is Hell in a Bucket bad? I uh, it's 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 a, it's a um, it's a, a uh, it was bad when it came out, but is it bad now? Uh, it's a swing hitter. It can it okay. can be it can be good or bad depending on the <laughs> depending on the day. I, I'm yeah. getting off path, but but you know so what hap- What always happened was was Bobby felt that he was like having these deep lyrics, and so it sort of skimp on the music. Yeah. And it, it's it's like the the pill, like the you know the pill pockets you give to your cats, yeah. stuff. <laughs> right. it's, like, it's like that. It's like it's like the musical pill yeah. pocket. And and this song, if it weren't for the subject matter, could be that. Right. It's just when you hear it, you you just aren't compelled to dive into the subject matter. There's there's in general an uh, anti in their press releases uh, have talked about this album, and they've mentioned that it's his most overtly. Uh, issues driven mm-hmm. political album, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think they anyone said that for the last two. Yeah, I don't think anyone would get that listening to it mm. um, because his lyrics are by nature sort of opaque and 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 uh, difficult to to scrutinize. So I can't really comment on that. But but I think earlier you made a really good point, Kevin, which is that when we talked about the album two weeks ago, we kept saying a lyrics sheet would really enhance this album. Um, and it's now out, and the songs are all on Genius, and I have not gone to look oh, any it's not of them out yet. up. It's not out yet? Oh, the, li- the lyrics are up on Genius? A, f- a few of them are. Oh, that's as amazing. I was, as I was Googling earlier, that's just, amazing. just sitting here. So, so for those of you who don't know what Genius is, it, it was exclusively a uh, hip-hop. Right. It was, it was Formerly Rap it, Genius. Rap Genius, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you... <laughs> Washington Post, it's it's crass as fuck but they, they've been like annotating like trump interviews yeah. 
<laughs> right. Which, you know, it's it's crass. It's like poor, poor journalism. But it's funny. It's in a mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead sort of way. But the, the benefit of this is that these lyrics get posted on there by somebody, and then you as a community can go in and annotate them. And very often, in fact, more often than not now, the artist will... Yes, will, the artist can chime in. Yeah, and uh, it opens up understanding of music in an entirely different way. Yeah. It, 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 it can be a net positive. It can be a little bit like having a bunch of bros mansplaining things to you that don't need to be mansplained. Don't, don't but, read uh, those comments, man. <laughs> yeah, I try not to. But, um, but I think the point is that, that I do now have access to the lyrics of this album and I've not sought them out because I still just find it so sonically enjoyable with mm-hmm. all the, the horns and, and, um, and just all the arrangements and it's just it's not an album that um any individual song has been stuck in my head for a particularly long period of time but every time i listen to it every time i saw like like every song that starts i just basically nod my head and think oh fuck yeah i love this song yeah so yeah so what are you gonna do with it now i know what you did with it before yeah i'm still i'm still gonna buy are you (laughs) i'm still gonna buy yeah yeah, uh, I I am too. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go a step further. I I think as we spend more time with this issue, this is gonna be one of the best albums of the year. You think it'll grow? I I think it's gonna end up on a lot of uh, year end lists, and I think um, it, it it surpasses. Well, it do, it does what a lot of the best albums of this year uh, seem to be doing. It just execute. It, it has its thesis and it executes on it. It's yeah, like, that's, that's all you gotta do. Lemonade, yeah, right. Had its thing, right. You set out to accomplish something, and uh, telephone executed on it. Telephone, um, shit. There's so many. When we're yeah. gonna be talking about Lori McKenna, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, that's this that's is a, a thing, and yeah, do right. it. Uh, oh, you did that. You stuck the landing. I mean, we're the Olympics are going on, so it's the equivalent <laughs> of doing the, <laughs> right. the triple linding off the the Pama horse and then landing uh, and not breaking a sweat or even moving. So. Hell yeah. So. Congrats, Cass. Yes, album. Cass McCombs, uh, Mange You Love, it is out now. I am correcting. <laughs> it's not out when we're taping it, but, okay. it, but it is out if you're listening to it. It is out In now. real time. Yes, it is out in real time. This is Monday when this is out, and this will be, uh, it came out on Friday. So hopefully you've checked it out. And and I would implore anybody like listening to this to go back and, and dig through his entire catalog. It's I, I think that's key. It's turning out to be a motherfucker of catalog. Yeah. Like him... Da- somebody we didn't talk about, Damien Gerardo. Yeah. Like that yeah, type no, that's of catalog really good, is yeah. these people are out there that are, you know, we hold up the pop singers of your, like Paul Simon, Bob Dylan, even. We had, mm-hmm. And, you know, those were what popular, were what was popular. But there's these people out here now in 2016 that maybe it's not popular, but they're doing like as good work and sometimes, sometimes better work. Yeah. And and so seek him out and uh, seek out this entire catalog. Um, 
before we get out of here, uh, we're going to play a little track for you. We're going to keep with the uh, the Charm City theme, the Baltimore thing. Yeah, Cass. In fact, Cass's only show in this area coming up is at Autobar. It's at Autobar, right. Which, if you look in our Twitter feed, the uh, header is taken at Autobar. He toured with this fantastic light scheme that you couldn't see the band. It was just silhouettes. <laughs> uh, and I've seen them three times at Autobar, and they're some of the best shows I've seen. So if you're in town when this is coming through, go to Autobar nice. is what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, but also Baltimore is home to a lot of other good music. Music we're going to be talking about here is Snail Mail. They uh, they just had on Bandcamp Daily, Ooh. which our uh, friend Marcus Moore yeah. happens to be the senior we know, editor of we that. Know him. Yeah, uh, they just were featured on that, their new album, Habit. It's a little EP. Uh, Snail Mail is basically Lindsey Jordan, uh, but uh, Ray Brown, who keeps on following us, <laughs> who, who is the future of rock and roll, Ray, uh, is uh, is also in this band. This is a trio, I believe. Uh, they have just started playing a bunch of shows in the area, and uh, and this album is why. So we're gonna play a track off this, and we'll let we'll let you decide what you what it sounds like. But I think it sounds it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sounds good. <laughs> so there you go. This is a snail mail off the album or EP Habit. The name of the track is Thinning.
it was the uh, cranberries and K Rock. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. Uh, but you know, we we often joke like uh, you know this thing is cyclical, and things come back, and that that is definitely um, you, there was a there was a hint. Yeah, of cranberries. It's, a, in there. it's okay to let it linger a little bit. Yeah, oh. but, but no, but that that song is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's I'm a, actually like browsing the Bandcamp right now uh, website right now to purchase this. Excellent. It sounds that good. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So they they are uh, doing a little shows here and there. Uh, a lot of them. I think they're playing mainly venues rather than house shows. I mean, I know I know nice. there's definitely DIY uh, scene, uh, but they're uh, yeah they're they're, they're awesome. They're making the push and. As evidenced by Bandcamp, took notice. Yeah, no. So good luck, guys. So good on snail mail. Uh, that is our podcast for this week. Uh, if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us in. Let's see, what, what are we on now? iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Mixcloud. We are on Deezer. Nuts. Sorry, Deezer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we are on Google Play. Oh, we are on Google Play. Yeah, we are on Google Play. Look it, at us. If you didn't like that last joke, uh, leave a comment and say you guys are yeah. disgusting. Yeah, tell us. Uh, um, if and and I and I also want to know something I found out today. I, we're, we're there's some shifting going along in this site here and, and what we're doing. Uh, one of them is we're gonna start trying to make money, and we're gonna try to do that in a good way. We're not trying to fuck anybody. We actually mm-hmm. want to make money so we can say put on a show. Here, here. We've been doing this for six years now. It's about fucking time. <laughs> um, chunky, what, what, chunky Glasses Festival coming your way. Yeah, and, and whether or not that happens may depend on you. Uh, it may depend on you local businesses. It may depend on you like national businesses. Yeah. Uh, you know, podcasts. Get, I, I hilariously got a thing in the mail for uh, – this is for getting over uh, other podcasts I produced that for <laughs> stamps.com. Stamps.com. Yes. <laughs> You've made it. Yeah. That's, that's the sign. That I know. <laughs> they were feeling me out. That, but that and like legal zoom. That and legal uh, zoom. Yeah, Casper, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, you but, know, so, so if you like this, like, seriously, I, normally I joke about this seriously, like, rate us, give us feedback, tell us what you want to hear, tell us uh, what you think we're doing wrong. But I, at the behest of uh, Marcus Dallian, actually, we've had discuss on the site all the time, and I realize people hate logging into things oh, for comments. Yeah, yeah. So that's gone. Oh wow! So now so it's just the comment section. You've reditized your own site a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So now you just comment, and I think people can vote on it. And it's just like nice. it's not you don't awesome. have to log in. You do have to give your name, but you can do it anonymously. Yeah. I mean, yeah it's just that's like, great. So yeah, have at it. Yeah, man, and let us know. Tell us what we're doing wrong. That's what we want to hear the most about. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, there will be something going out uh, when I get back from vacation, uh, which is Ooh. soon, uh, where uh, we, we want you on these mics. We want, yeah. we want people to come down and talk. We, uh, as much as Eduardo is down here, his wife is tired of... <laughs> Of, of could, him living down she here, could, she could use me doing it's a few things. It's been a year and a half, <laughs> no. um, and uh, and and also more more than that. It's it's all about like varying opinions. Yep. Because the way we hear this this podcast that you just heard was very different than the one we did with you, me, and Carrie. It was actually some of that was time. Some of that yeah. was the people involved, and Ch- I think chemistry dynamics. But but I think that the goal of of all of this was sitting around like running our fucking mouths is to sort of pull what's good or bad out of this stuff yep. and help you decide like if you want to put that in your ears. So, so that's what's going on. Uh, so thanks for coming down, Eduardo. 
Um, Always. We'll get another beer. I didn't leave, so I'm not technically <laughs> coming down. Uh, we will be back in a few short days. Uh, until then, uh, be good to your ears and be better to your people. Talk to you soon. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>